This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Today we're having the also important conversation around the mistreat of women and girls uh, when they go in for labor and, and, and delivery of their children. And to help us with this conversation, we're joined on the line uh, by Nongkulle Kombuli from Embrace, which is the movement for mothers. We want to talk about this disrespect, this aggressive nature and this humiliating treatment of women and, and girls when we go in for, for delivery at health institutions, something that has been coined as obstetric violence. Violence. Good morning, Nongkululeko. Thank you so much for your time. Hi, good morning, Shegani. Good morning to all your listeners. Um, it's a pleasure to be with you, and we hope to, to have a great conversation about this very important issue. Absolutely. I mean, this is nothing new. It's, it's just something that has always been happening, and we're not quite sure even what kind of headway has been made in, in dealing with it. But first, let's start by understanding it. What, what is obstetric mm. abuse or, or the violence, and what does it entail? Um, Okay, so obstetric violence refers to the mistreatment of women, particularly during childbirth, um, as well as violation of their reproductive health rights um, and basic human rights. Mm. Um, So it results in physical and psychological harm during pregnancy, birth and post-birth. And um, as you've correctly stated, it is quite pervasive and we know it to be a global phenomenon. Um, So research in obstetric violence in South Africa really dates back to around 1997 with uh, medical research. Research Council study on maternal health, um, and it was based in in Cape Town. Um, And in 2019, the Commission for Gender Equity submitted a report to the United Nations Special Rapporteur, Um, and this report really raises the alarm about an often ignored form of of gender-based violence known Mm. as obstetric violence. And in it, the authors uh, write about how investigations conducted over the last two decades, so that's 20 years, um, in South Africa have have shown that women and girls seeking reproductive health care services often face physical and psychological violence and mistreatment. Um, And these abuses um, experienced by women um, through maternal and reproductive health services include, like I said, physical and psychological forms. Sure. I mean, when we're reading up on it, we do find that in in certain of these instances, when they do occur, it can result in a loss of life. As a country, how bad is it? Are we seeing women and children losing their lives because of this type of humiliating treatment? Um, so yeah, definitely obstetric violence takes on many forms. Um, and I think it's important to broaden this issue and to raise awareness of the broader aspect okay. um, of what obstetric violence really is. Um, so loss of life um, as a result of, of poor practice um, and obstetric violence, like I, I mentioned, as well as forced sterilization have really been at the forefront of media attention. Um, mm. And this is a form of bodily harm, like you've correctly mentioned. Mm. Um, however, I think there is also a need to further nuance the conversation around obstetric violence. Mm. Um, and part of what we've done over, you know, 60 years of activism is to create a space for mothers to share their personal stories and experiences um, and to really amplify these voices, which has helped to create a better understanding of obstetric violence, um, which, like I said, includes a wide spectrum of, of practices and behaviors. Um, so back to the different forms of obstetric violence, mm. there's um, psychological forms 
homes, which range from neglect to verbal assaults. Um, neglect occurs, for example, when a woman um, in active labour is turned away from a healthcare facility. Mm. Uh, when you are ignored or denied care by not being attended to in active labour. Um, when you're left soiled in your blood-stained clothes or sheets after childbirth. Mm. Uh, that is also a form of violence. Uh, verbal assaults, um, which often are in the form of, of judgments based on things like your age. You yeah. know? So we yeah. know, uh, for example, uh, teenagers are disproportionately affected by, by obstetric violence. You know, um, When you're judged on, on the basis of your economic um, and disease or health status, nationality, ethnicity, um, your sexuality, etc., um, or when you are blamed for poor birth ca- outcomes. So if mm. something goes wrong in your birthing experience, then you are verbally assaulted and blamed um, for that outcome. And this really c- contributes to um, an atmosphere, an environment of intimidation and coercion. Um, but back to physical forms, um, so it includes outright assault, mm. so pinching, slapping, yeah. um, you know, on the face, on the legs, being dragged by the ear on the ground, um, applying pressure to your abdomen, being isolated or abandoned in active labor um, as a form of punishment to torture or, you know, in inverted commas, to make someone behave, to make a birthing person behave or to make someone listen, Um, as well as medical procedures that are performed without informed consent. So according to the National Health Act, medical procedures can only be performed with informed consent. Um, And these include, you know, C-sections, physiotomies, administration of contraception or sterilization where consent has not been given. Um, And in many instances where the procedures themselves haven't been explained to women um, and may not be medically necessary, um, and as well as the denial of of pain medication during labor. Sure. That list is long. Mm, Very long. (laughs) That list is really, really long. Uh, but also what we want to find out is, you know, usually when you are in labor and you are in pain, it's it's such a an environment that one can't really be thinking critically and clearly. Mm. What can I do in that position? I mean, recently we've seen women speaking out about sterilization when they did not know that that is exactly what they're signing for. We've been giving documents mm. to sign when you're in labor. Uh, but because of the mistreatment, you feel also very helpless at the time what can you do is there anything you can do at the time or you know is anything that can be done only you know going to be done when we are done with the delivery process how do I protect Mm -hmm. myself Um, that's actually a very good question Shagani so um, we know that for example you know stating your rights in, in, in a condition where you are already being violated could even could lead to even further mm. um, forms of, of obstetric violence um, in that moment um, but I think it really does start with an awareness um, about what you your rights are what kind of care um, you are entitled to um, but then also um, you know, this is happening to women at their most vulnerable, mm. right? Um, like you said, when they aren't necessarily um, in control um, or even fully aware of everything that's happening around them. Yeah. 
Um, so what we are encouraging uh, victims um, or, or, or people who have experienced obstetric violence to do is to contact the health ombudsman uh, hotline. Um, it is a toll-free line, um, and we will make these details available um, on our socials. Okay. Um, so the health ombudsman uh, takes complaints and ensures that hospital and district uh, levels investigate uh, abuses and that uh, complainants get timely follow-up. Um, so like I said, we'll be posting these resources um, for people to be able to access. They're also welcome to get in touch with us. Um, but as a movement for mothers, Embrace is really calling on the health ombudsman to use his authority to investigate this particular form of gender-based violence, mm. um, as well as why districts and other managers fail to prevent it. We want a zero-tolerance response to obstetric violence, including educating and training healthcare workers on a human rights-based approach to reproductive healthcare. Um, we're also calling for binding punitive responses to perpetrators of violence, including directors and managers who fail to investigate um, and prevent um, obstetric violence. Um, so you're welcome to follow us on our socials and we will make resources available. Um, you can DM us as well um, and we can see how to assist. How do we then follow you or find you on the socials? Um, okay, so we are Embrace ZA and we are available um, or we are online on Facebook, Twitter as well as Instagram. Thank you so, so much for your time, Nongkululeko. And I hope next time but we, when we do speak, we will be speaking yes. on something a bit more happier and uh, lighter when it comes to our mothers. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so this is quite a heavy topic, yeah. um, but, but it is a very necessary conversation. And thank you so much for, for having us on your show. It's an absolute pleasure. The list is quite long of the things that women go through when we are in health facilities and we're there to bring a precious life into this world. Something that is meant to be a very beautiful process. Something that is meant to be something that is just out of this world. Something extraordinary that we are doing. The power that we have been given as a woman to bring life. But you get there, you are being you know, pushed on the floor. Someone is pressing, pressing on your belly. That list was scary for me. That list was really, really long. And I want to find out from you the stories that you have to tell when it comes to obstetric violence, or when it comes to this type of violence, uh, this disrespect, the aggressiveness that, you know, women are, are faced with when we go into health facilities to deliver our children at the time when we need the health uh, facility more in our lives. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.